You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. What's up? Oh, (laughs) sorry, I didn't know. You had started. No, we have. Nothing's up. Cool. Sitting on the floor. Sitting on the floor. Quarantine Mm -hmm. style. It's true. Mm -hmm. Can't afford a couch anymore. (laughs) I'm sitting where the couch used to be. (laughs) It's comfortable there, though, because no one stepped on the rug much, so it's nice and fluffy. Oh, yeah, you're right. I can Mm -hmm. feel it. Yeah. Um, All right. So what I'm going to ask you to look up today uh it's not comfortable not fluffy opposite oh okay i thought you meant not comfortable like you're nervous to bring it up oh, and no. i was like dear lord not at all no okay i'm not nervous at all uh because it's concrete oh concrete right? i know everything about concrete you do no oh okay <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm sure you do know more well did you ever work with concrete like with your dad growing up or anything um not much i've worked with concrete a bit um, I have nothing to say about it. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any like personal experience that's super interesting. Okay. But I, well, I mean, I've never worked with concrete, so you're one up on me. It's extremely heavy and dirty and yeah, it sucks. Cool. And when you, <laughs> when you work with concrete, you are getting sweaty because you're lugging these bags. The bags are like 90 pounds so you get super sweaty and then you bust them open and this like oh, no. powder just a cloud rises and it sticks to all the sweat all over your body. Ew. Yeah, it's, it sucks. You become concretized. Uh, concretized. Wow. And then um, I do know that the ancient Romans had, and I'll verify this, had concrete that would set underwater. Set oh. meaning harden underwater. We learned that from, from uh, Oak, Oak Island. Island. Yeah. History Channel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fascinating. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I want to like see how that worked. I learned about something about concrete this year in property class, actually. I don't remember in what context it came up, but um, the concrete industry is an incredible percentage of uh, oh, I the know what pollution you're in, oh, the, okay. in the world, I mean. Um, I forget what it is exactly, but definitely factor that into your research because it's a, it's like insane. It's something wild. You might have told me about that. I, I What I thought you were going to say was they are a um, huge user of sand. And like, oh, yeah. The, it's the craziest sounding thing in the world because what's more abundant than sand? But there's but literally actually, like a sand shortage right. happening because there's so much construction that's requiring so much concrete that is made with sand. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, that's really nuts. See? A sand shortage. How, like, how is that shortage. even possible? There's, concrete sounds like one of those straightforward things where you say, concrete, who cares? Nothing exciting there. Yeah. But listen, we've already uncovered a bunch of exciting things, and I'm sure that in 30 minutes you're going to uncover a bunch more. Yeah, I'm just nervous. <laughs> Why? Because concrete's going to be so hard. Oh, boy. All right. All right. That's enough of you. I'm out of here. You ready? Yep. You have 30 minutes to research concrete. Alrighty. Zach. Yeah. How is the concrete? Honestly, really, really cool. Really? I love that. Yeah. Isn't that the coolest thing when when you 
pick something that seems, I mean, to me at least, seems pretty boring and basic, like concrete, and then it's full of interesting facts. I couldn't stop reading about it. Oh, I'm so excited. To be honest, I spent a little more than 30 minutes. I'm not going to lie. Bad boy. I know, but it was too hard. Going to penalize you. It was just, (laughs) this probably makes me sound like such a loser but it was so fascinating i had to keep reading about it i had to keep reading this man i was going off and like you know starting new tabs and and searching this word and that word and that word you know stuff we'll all get into but trying to really paint the whole picture of what concrete is that's so cool yeah i wow i now you've really primed me. I'm more excited than I was before to uh, hear about it. Maybe I shouldn't it. have done that. I shouldn't have gotten your hopes up no, that way. No, no, no. It's still concrete. I'm not that excited. I know. This is, like, <laughs> can you think of a more vanilla topic than Honestly, concrete? I thought no. So I think it's really cool that you've you found all these interesting facts about it. Yeah, there's a ton here. So, so start at the beginning. We'll start at the very beginning, which is the root very good of place the word. To start. Uh, it comes from the Latin word concretus, which means compact or condensed. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I love a good Latin uh, root word. I do too. They always are spot on. They really are. We should have just kept speaking Latin. We should have. I don't know why we quit. Yeah, me neither. I wonder why, honestly. I mean, I'm sure there was a good reason. Well, all those other languages formed, all the Romance languages formed off of Latin. People just got busy and they had to speak other things. Yeah, I guess you can't really stop that. Even like, have you ever seen those things where it's a comparison of English from, you know, say like the year 900, then the year 1300, then the year 1700, Mm -hmm. then today? They are all so different. I guess you just can't stop that natural evolution. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, concrete. Yeah, back to concrete. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, wake up. It's a building material, mm. and it's basically an artificial stone. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. One of the first things I came across was a question that I guess I never really knew the answer to, and I had to get to the bottom of this immediately, and that took a lot of time, okay. <laughs> um, which is cement versus concrete. Oh, wow. So we're talking about concrete. But then there's that other C word, cement, that is, if we're all on the same page here, no one knows the difference between the two. I don't know two. that I've ever thought about them as different entities, truly. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I f- may, perhaps I use them interchangeably. Because A lot of people do. I yeah. mean, ev- everybody, unless you work like in the right. concrete industry, yeah. you probably use them interchangeably. You call your driveway a cement driveway. The sidewalk is made of cement. Whatever. Okay. So cement is an ingredient in concrete. Oh, cool. It's as simple as that, but it's also a lot more complicated. Concrete is made of aggregates, most often sand or crushed gravel, and a paste, which is made out of water. Forget about the paste thing. Break it down into three parts. Concrete is an aggregate, cement, and water. And the cement comes in a powdered form. So when you're making it, you know, you can say it's aggregates plus the paste, which is the cement and water. But it's easier Mm -hmm. to just think of it as the three parts. Sand, cement, water. Got it. You mix those three things, that's what gives you concrete. Cool. But what is the cement made of? It's weird. It's very... 
it got real scientific real fast oh, and I didn't perhaps know how to make heads or tails of it. Yeah, honestly. But I, I've got a lot here on it. It's just I don't fully understand it. Just so give me the highlights. I can't Say really a couple explain fancy it super words clearly. And we'll go, oh, wow. And then we'll move on. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to simplify it to that. Um, okay. So most concrete used on Earth is made using Portland cement. And Portland cement is a generic term. Uh, generic term, I don't know if that's the right phrase, because as far as I know, it is a patented type of cement. Okay. But I also saw that it's not a brand name. Perhaps the patent wore off a long time ago or something like that. <laughs> wore off. It just wore off. Well, patents do, right? Don't they only last a certain expire, amount of time? Yeah, perhaps. expire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Portland cement is a generic term, and it's it's made by heating up limestone and clay minerals, and you heat them to an insane temperature. It's something like 1,500 degrees. It's really, 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 really hot. You heat those two up, and then you mix them. So that leaves them extremely dry. There's no moisture left in them, of course, oh, okay. at that temperature. Right. And then you mix it with gypsum, which is the base ingredient for things like chalk, drywall. Yeah. You know, a- another mineral um, is along with lime. Uh, so you mix those two together. That's essentially cement. Okay. Honestly, yeah. that's a pretty good explanation for me. That's about as simple as I can make I it right now satisfied okay good um, <laughs> but that portland cement that was i i read patented by a guy named named joseph this is a weird last name you tell me how you would say it i'm gonna spell it for you a-s-p-d-i-m aspdim yeah it's weird right yeah, it doesn't really it does not, not roll vowels. off the tongue aspdim i like it joseph aspdim in 1824 in england and uh, he named it Portland because it was the same color as Portland limestone, which came from this like very famous quarry on the Isle of Portland. So well, many Portlands by England. in the world. I know. <laughs> um, and that limestone is famous for building much of London. Oh. Yeah. So it all came from cool. this quarry on the Isle of Portland, and he saw this Portland cement and thought it was the same exact color as that stuff, so he called it Portland cement. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and I guess he patented it. Who knows? Someone ask him. Anyway, you take that aggregate, the crushed up sand, the crushed up, or the sand, crushed up gravel. You take that paste made of cement and water. Mm-hmm. You mix that, com- com- you, you take the paste made of cement and water. You mix those two together and you just let them sit and they cure. Oh, but... But you always see the trucks rotating constantly. Well, yeah, that's to keep it from curing. Setting, yeah, setting. yeah, that's oh, to keep I it turning. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When so, you want it to harden and be your floor, then you let it set. Exactly. That's why they need to keep it spinning so it doesn't harden and become a floor. Exactly. Yeah, cool. You wouldn't want a floor in the back of a cement truck in that no. big barrel. Yeah, if suck. that thing becomes a floor, you're pretty much out of truck. Yeah. Oof. That would yeah. be rough. Okay, so we're going to go back and talk about the history of it first. Please. So there are these people called uh, Nabatius, I think is how you would say it. Uh, <laughs> they were the Nabatians. <laughs> Nabatians, the Nabatius people. Okay. They were traders who ran uh, oases in Syria. This is a long, 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 long time ago. We're talking like 700 BC. Okay. And they had a concrete-like material. 
that's one of the earliest instances of like what would be considered almost a modern concrete. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have things like clay and hay, like you know, mashed together mm. and smacked against the you know the side of a wood structure and sure. let it dry out, and that's you know, that's like a primitive form of concrete, or but it's not even concrete. You wouldn't call that concrete, right, but it's right. it's along those lines of getting there. Mm-hmm. But they had something that was getting towards what concrete became um, because they used hydraulic lime, lime being the mineral. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're still using now. What's hydraulic lime? I don't know. That <laughs> means watery lime. So. Lime that could absorb water, perhaps. Man, I'm just making this stuff up. No, but you're not far off. Okay. It's hard. I'm trying not to jump around too much, but uh, yeah. So put a pin in that. Okay. Them using hydraulic lime in 700 BC. Okay. <laughs> so then in ancient Egypt and then later in Rome, they were adding volcanic ash to their mixtures. And that's what, like we said in the intro, they had concrete that could set underwater. Yeah. That's what allowed it to set underwater. Wow. But also hydraulic lime is what you use to make it set underwater. So I have a little bit of a discrepancy there in the research, whether okay. or not it's the introduction of the volcanic ash by the Egyptians and Romans, or if it's hydraulic lime, in which case Syrians were using that several hundred years before these two, the Egyptians and Romans. I bet someone who's done a little more than 30 minutes of research into concrete will have the answers for us. You might be able to iron out the details. Yeah. And I encourage you to do so. <laughs> so then... Uh, I have the year 1300 here. I'm really not sure if that's AD or BC. Oh boy. <laughs> that's a pretty big difference. But um, in the Middle East, they have records or, you know, whatever of them putting a damp, thin coating of burnt limestone on the outside of clay structures. Hmm. Again, another like precursor to yeah. modern day concrete. And that left it with a really hard protective surface. And then the Romans, they're using a ton of it between 300 BC and 470 AD. And again, it's becoming more and more modern. Like, produ- like they're producing it on much higher scales. Mm. They are the ones who really revolutionized new designs in terms of structural complexity, um, the dimensions of their designs, a lot better than the Greeks. Mm. And the Colosseum, everyone knows the Colosseum, like that's largely made of concrete. The Pantheon has a dome on top. Wow, I didn't know the Colosseum was made of concrete. Mostly, yeah. That's so cool. Listen to this. The Pantheon, which has a dome over the top of it, that was completed in 125 AD. Mm -hmm. To this day, that's the largest reinforced concrete dome on Earth. No way. Yeah, isn't that nuts? 142 feet across. If you've never seen a photo, picture a um, cylindrical building with a dome roof Isn't on it. Isn't there a little hole in the top? Yeah. So the dome Man. roof is 142 feet across with a hole in the center of the dome. And that hole is 142 feet off the floor. Wow. And it's totally unreinforced. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty nuts. That's and it's truly been, it's been there 1,900 years. Yeah. That's wild. Very cool. Yeah, so they're really progressing with this stuff. It frees them up from just using stone and using brick. They were using stones and then hand-packing mortar in between every stone to try to build structures, Mm. which, you know, can be effective, but this Mm -hmm. is a lot easier. You know, think of it. If you are using just stones, if you're 
getting stones from a quarry and you're cutting them to your shape, the shape that you want. Obviously, like people did that for thousands of years. You can make beautiful, strong structures out of it. But think of the introduction of something like concrete, which you can fit into a mold. Yeah. You build a mold and you make whatever shape you want. And it's, in most cases, as strong as the stone that you're using. Yeah. Changes the game. Yeah, big time. And in fact, the tests show that the Roman stuff is pretty much as strong as modern concrete. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like when they test it for uh, its compressive strength, mm, meaning like, mm-hmm. you know, squeezing it between two hydraulic presses, it's about as strong as modern stuff. Not as strong tensile strength, not as high tensile strength, like pulling mean? it apart. <laughs> because so you can it's, push it as hard as you want, but don't pull it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> because it's um, unreinforced. And I guess the uh, reinforced concrete, that's where you add rebar to it. Mm, you mm-hmm. know, if you've ever seen somebody like... Yeah pouring a sidewalk or a building anything you see that tangle of steel rods Mm -hmm. going through it that's rebar the concrete binds to that and it just creates a much stronger structure cool so none of their stuff was reinforced back in the day um so it's not quite as strong with uh in a tensile strength test um but then there's a bit of a gap where stone became more popular like through the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. like building churches, building castles. Picture a castle. Well, stone is really pretty, you yeah. know. It's beautiful. I mean, people still use stone today. It's, right. It's not a knock on its strength or anything like right. that. It's just... Perhaps it was just its aesthetic uh, appeal for that time period. People were like, let's do this for a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm not positive, but I think you could chalk it up to nothing more than a trend even. Mm. Um, where Ooh, stone. ancient trends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, hashtag stone, and then everybody had to do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So stone's a lot more popular for a little bit. The mortar quality isn't getting... This is so boring. I just realized the quality of the mortar is, like, going down a little bit. But then the demand really spikes because everybody's building these stone structures. Okay. And you need mortar to place between the stones to bind up together. That combined with... Um, better techniques for like grinding the aggregates down to find like it made for better mortar through this period and that really ramped up production of concrete and stuff like this because the mortar is uses the same ingredients as concrete yes yeah that's a that's a good way of putting it cool yeah okay um so yeah all this we're now we're zooming to like modern day let's do it you're 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 building something with concrete, so I am. You mix it up. If you get a bag, you know you go to Home Depot, you get a bag of concrete. Comes in a ninety pound sack. Guess how much a ninety pound sack is? How much? What would you think? I have no idea. I know I you have, have no, no idea, but like, this. picture buying ninety pounds of something. I sounds it's expensive, really heavy. right? Yeah, a um, hundred dollars. <laughs> if you go online, I just went on homedepot.com. Mm-hmm. A 90 pound sack of concrete mix is $4.10. No. Isn't that insane? $4? Yeah. Because you need so many of them. Yeah, you to need make a anything. ton. It, wow. it goes fast. I feel like Jack Donaghy thinking that a sack of potatoes is $400. <laughs> uh, Isn't that crazy? $4.10. Yeah. And if you buy 35 or more, that price drops down to, I think, $2.85. Wow. So that just shows how many you need. Because otherwise, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? At that point, Why you're talking about like 
bags of cement. Pennies per pound. Wow. I mean, in the very limited experience I have working with concrete, mm-hmm. it is crazy how much you go through. Like, yeah. I remember one instance, like, digging holes to put fence posts in, mm-hmm. and we were cementing them in. So you're looking at a hole that's about two feet deep, and I'd say maybe eight to ten inches across. Mm-hmm. And we were using, like at least a bag close to maybe two bags per hole wow yeah so you go through it yeah big time you really go through it yeah um so what you're going to do is mix the concrete it comes in the bag and that Mm -hmm. contains the aggregate and the cement when you buy a bag of it i see so all you Mm -hmm. do is just add water just add water like a duncan hines boxed cake Mm. then you you could picture what that looks like you know like a bucket that has that gray thick yes, chunky i can picture it yeah i would imagine do you have to work with it pretty quickly before it starts setting no you don't in oh. fact yeah we'll get to that but you have some time okay so you're gonna pour that you have a mold usually like a hole in the ground that you're mm-hmm. pouring it into or you've built a mold out of wood or you know mm-hmm. if you're building a sidewalk you have that framed out in wood mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. smallish sections you know and you're pouring it one section at a time and to answer your question, the workability of it, it varies depending on the moisture level. Okay. So the more moist it is, obviously the more, like, you know, the thinner it is, the, as you can imagine, it's going to take a little bit longer to dry. Mm-hmm. But not just the mixture, the atmosphere plays a big part in it. Ooh. Yeah. So if you mix it and it's too dry, you're not getting the full reaction of the cement, which, mm-hmm. like I said, is having a chemical reaction with the water in the air you're not going to get that full reaction so it's not going to get as hard but if it's too wet that reaction's kind of diluted and mm. same thing it's not going to get as hard also it's going to take a lot longer to set um but they do have additives you can buy that increase the time like the time of the workability oh, of it you know mm-hmm. because it's one thing if you're like Again, pouring it into a hole to cement in a mm-hmm. fence post. It's another thing if you're trying to get a perfectly smooth garage floor right. or something like yeah. that. You know, so that time does need to vary, and you do need to give yourself some time to really even it out and you know get all the little lumps and all the little lines and everything out of it. And that's when the curing process begins when you lay it out and kind of introduce it to the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and it doesn't just dry out and harden like a paint does it's a chemical reaction that's taking place and that's what curing is Mm -hmm. and that curing it's also called the hydration of the concrete so hydration yeah so that's almost like what you were talking about with the hydraulic lime right there's some tie in there the anti-hydration the dehydration yeah well oh wow yeah dehydration (laughs) (laughs) I know, it gets a little confusing because, right, it makes sense that it would be the dehydration, the drying out of it, Mm -hmm. but it's not just drying out. It's having this reaction Mm. where the cement is hydrating. Mm. It's forming a solid, incorporating the water into its very being. I don't even understand what you just said, but I'm sure (laughs) that you summed it up pretty well. (laughs) So what it's doing is forming calcium silicate hydrate. And that is hardening it at the same time. And if you're curing your concrete, which you are, Mm because that's how it gets hard, Mm -hmm. you need to keep it wet. What? Well, you don't need to. You'll just end up with crumbly, cracky concrete. But yeah, 
it needs to remain wet on the surface to you know for the optimal curing and they do make like these compounds that you spray on top that create like a water retaining film on mm. top of the concrete mm-hmm. to aid in that hydration interesting otherwise you need to continually spray it down i'm not positive if that means like every 10 minutes or every mm-hmm. hour or once a day i'm not really sure exactly what that means but to, for the optimal strength it needs to remain wet cool. while it dries which is funny yeah, right because it's really it's not drying in that as far as i understand from what you're explaining right now it's not drying in that the water is evaporating it's just solidifying incorporating the water into its molecular structure yeah that sounds right i really don't i just became (laughs) (laughs) hey where'd the degree come from it just appeared on the wall behind you Mm -hmm. so this is pretty wild 90 percent cured after four weeks doesn't that sound like so long yes that sounds like forever and that's not even a hundred percent yeah i would have thought it'd be like i don't know a day maybe wow. for like a bit if you know for a, that's a how sidewalk people get to sneak around and put their prints and stuff all the time yeah it stays wet so <laughs> i so wish long. i looked up how soon after it's like say a sidewalk for instance is poured i wish i looked up how soon after the surface is kind of hard enough that you can't carve mm-hmm. your initials into it because yeah. obviously it cures from the outside in Mm -hmm. you know so the center of it is going to be what cures last Mm. um so yeah four weeks to get to 90 percent that's pretty crazy yeah and then the other 10 percent that cures over years or even decades are you serious yeah that's of course depending on the size of it you know Mm -hmm. if you pour one cubic foot it's not like the center of that takes years or decades to cure right you know we're thinking of a structure the size of it office building or That's even so cool, a, you know a dam or something like yeah. that i know isn't that crazy mm-hmm. okay now there are several types of concretes you're just general every day go to home depot get a bag because you're you know forming a patio that's just whatever generic concrete mm-hmm. but then they have stuff called pervious concrete and that's made with a lot larger chunks of aggregate and it allows for a lot of drainage because it leaves holes. Ah. So it's not as tightly packed, mm-hmm. and, you know, so water can get through it and everything like that. Um, and they even have like these chemical additives that you put in there that make it so water doesn't get into those holes and freeze. Pretty cool, but I didn't look too much into that. There's also nano concrete, which is the opposite of pervious concrete, yeah. which is very, very, very fine powder. So it's tiny, no holes in there at all. And I guess that's what they use for bridges because it's a lot stronger. And this doesn't really make sense to me, but apparently it's also more flexible. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it does. It almost seems like the tinier the holes are and the less Yeah. The less holes it would be more brittle. Hmm. But it's not But I don't know, maybe if it's totally solid, then it does move as one a little more. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. The engineers, they know. I trust them. Yeah. I've never been on a bridge that has collapsed yet, so keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Okay, you mentioned in the intro that concrete accounts for a lot of pollution on Mm -hmm. Earth, which is true. So we've got some numbers on that. Portland cement specifically, Mm -hmm. not concrete, but cement. Sure. And like we said, Portland cement is what is the most widely used on Earth. Mm -hmm. That accounts for 8% of CO2 worldwide. 
Which wow. is a pretty high number. That's a huge number considering it's one thing. Yeah. Only coal, gas, and oil account for more wow. CO2 output than Portland cement. Which you know is, I, I mean, really especially like? considering, sorry to cut you off, but like oil, coal, gas, everyone knows, like that's not surprising at all. Right. How many people have heard of Portland cement? No. Or, or even know, understand what it is. Or who would ever think that when they think pollution, think cement. And, right. and to be fair, that case that I learned about was about cement, now that I think about it. It wasn't uh, about Okay, yeah, makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, concrete is not the problem. It's the right. process of getting mm-hmm. there, which, which includes... Which is cement, yeah. Cement, that's where all of your pollution comes from. There are a lot of other complaints about it, too, that as I was reading through them, I, I didn't look too deep into them, so I don't know how... Not how true they are. They're all true, but I don't know how much effect each one has, so I'll just run through them and we can kind of... Mm -hmm. I'll bounce them off you and let me know your thoughts. It causes a lot of runoff because water's Uh, not penetrating it, you mm -hmm. know? So all the... all this Whatever the water is coming... Wherever the water is coming from, flood, rain, whatever, it's not settling back into the earth where there's concrete and there's more and more concrete on earth every day. Right. So that can can be... Unnatural erosion, things exactly. Like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's used for things like dams and mm. enhanced drainage. You know, so it's right. kind of like, well, I don't know which is Cuts causing y- y- exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it also doesn't allow floods, hurricane rain, stuff like that to soak back into the earth as mm. efficiently as you know nature had Just intended. The ground. Mm-hmm. Right. So in cases like Katrina and things like that, people pointed towards the urbanization and all of the concrete as one of the reasons why it caused so much flooding. Wow. So crazy. I know. You would never think about that. That makes so much sense, but I personally would not think about that. Me neither. There's also something called an urban heat island, which I had never heard of. (laughs) That sounds like sexy or terrifying. (laughs) I don't know. Dang, coming to Netflix, I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. Urban Heat Island. <laughs> so that is, um, that's essentially urban environments that have an increased temperature because of wow. the, I don't know what you would call it, because of the changes to its natural atmosphere, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. All of this introduction of concrete and asphalt so much heat from the sun is just reflected straight back up, resulting in higher temperatures in cities, mm. you know, as opposed to... Also, I'm sure the asphalt and the concrete absorbs a lot of heat as a- well. Absorbs and retains it, yeah. Right. In fact, the urban heat island is more prevalent at night Ooh, than during the day because it heat. holds on to it that It should heat. be cooling down, exactly. but it's not. Yeah, so mm. great observation, Catherine. Thank you. I had earth science in seventh grade. And honestly, <laughs> I learned so much in earth science. Really? Actually, it was eighth grade. Yeah, I think, like, it was probably one of the most valuable learning experiences of my life. That's awesome. I learned awesome. so much. I think about stuff from earth science all the time. Well, shout out your teacher. Mr. Lee. Wow. I hope he's doing well. Do you remember a lot of your teacher's names? No, but Me I do neither. remember Mr. Lee. When people rattle off their teacher's names, I'm dumbfounded i honestly i don't think i could name four from my senior year let alone i'll hear people be like oh it's second grade i had so and so in eighth grade i had 
her for English, but then were you in science class with me in her class? Like, I don't remember any of that stuff. Yeah, neither do I, but if you have a really impactful class like Earth Science, you'll remember Mr. Lee. No, that's true. A, a good teacher will stay with you forever. Yeah. So will a horrible teacher. Because mm, I true. can remember a few teachers who I really, really did not like, and I don't think I'll ever forget their names. Sometimes if you don't like a teacher, it doesn't mean they're horrible. It means they're pushing you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. However, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree about my ninth grade biology teacher. She know who she is. <laughs> so a lot of yeah. dust is created from uh, from concrete demolition. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, now we're getting to the point where concrete structures have been around so long that we're demolishing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been happening for a long time, you right. know, but it's more and more prevalent as time goes on. And I guess that dust can be really harmful to people mm. who are surrounded by it, especially if you're in an urban development that, well, development that is constantly destruction, destructing what's there. Right. That can be really prevalent in the air hmm. kind of constantly. It's not just a one-time thing with, wow. you know, an implosion of a building or something like that. It's it always happening. Yeah, it lingers and it's always happening. Mm. You know, there, there's a lot of demolition going on, right. so it never really gets a chance to settle. And finally, uh, for the list of reasons why it's not great for the environment, bad for the environment, I should say, <laughs> is it displaces nature. Mm. And this is everything from the runoff that we were talking about, mm-hmm. where water would have naturally run. Now it doesn't. That mm-hmm. has, you know, the butterfly effect. Um, you rip out this tree to make a parking lot, that's displaced nature. Mm-hmm. There's a million ways where this is happening, and all of it is... Not great. Bad, I would say. Oh, yeah. Bad, I would say. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so adverse to right. calling this concrete pollution bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I do think it's bad. Big concrete. I do think it's bad. Okay, now we're going to get into the facts portion. And there's some... Fun facts. Yeah, there's some wild stuff in here. Okay, give So, if you haven't realized it by now, uh, concrete is the most widely used material on Earth. I have not realized it by now. Wow, that's crazy. If you add up all of the steel, wood, plastic, and aluminum combined, uh-huh. twice as much concrete by weight. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's pretty heavy. It's very heavy, but also it is just the most commonly used building material. Yeah. And that's... it is by far the heaviest building material mm-hmm. and yeah. the most of it in every structure. All right. Go concrete. The only thing that is used more than concrete mm-hmm. is water. The only other... Water. Yeah. Like, the water is the most consumed resource on Earth. And then concrete? Yeah. Well, and then, I guess, technically sand, which is, you know, all of that sand that's being used, contributing to it being the second most used mm-hmm. resource on Earth, is for concrete. Is for concrete. concrete. Yeah. What's anyone doing yeah. with sand other than that? You know what's nuts? Because we talked about this in the intro, I think. Hmm. There being like a sand shortage mm, in it mm-hmm. due to concrete. Yeah. So when you hear that, it's hard to fathom because Seems like what is there so more sand. of than sand? Exactly. Yeah. But I read that desert sand, mm-hmm. that is not suitable for cement mm. and concrete because it is rounded because it's from the wind constantly pushing wind. it around. It's It's just a lot more polished and rounded mm-hmm. and that doesn't make for a good binder. Wow. 
in in the like the aggregate of the so it's only beach concrete. sand they can use yeah so it's only sand from the, beaches the ocean floor already. or from the beaches which is a lot rougher so that's why when you hear that it's like well what about the freaking sahara like how could we be short on sand <laughs> you know that's impossible <laughs> they're not even touching that sand so mm. that doesn't really count still it's insane now this part i'm about to tell you this is either a fact or one of the most racist things i ever said oh boy yeah, brace yourself. I'm afraid. But according to, um, oh shoot, I forget the name of it. I, I wrote it down. That these, this type of scan that they do. Let me get the name of it. It's, it'll just. I've been to the Great Wall, and I love Chinese people. So whatever Zach is about to say, I don't condone. I'm against it. According to spectrometer testing, mm-hmm. in the mortar. That holds together the the Great blocks of, of the Great Wall of China uh-huh. is one of the aggregates they use in that mortar is sticky rice. Wow! Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Because <laughs> it's really glutinous and oh, sticky. They're smart. I think they're smart too. They know what they're up to. I've been to the Great Wall of China. It seemed very sturdy to me. It's still standing, so you can't really argue with their technique. It's but... so tall. I really? Couldn't... Yes, that's what blew my mind. I mean. Well, I guess it has to because it was built to keep, to keep people, people out, right? Yeah, it took like 45... I mean, obviously, we weren't just climbing up straight a ladder yeah. or something, but it took like 45 minutes to from the base to get up to the top. How tall would you estimate? Oh, I'm I know so you're not good at, at this, but I know... I don't know. Ballpark. It's real tall. Also, it's one of those things where it's not like necessarily a sheer, just straight line. Yeah, it's, it's kind of built, built up into, on a ridge, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's hard to say. But it really was impressive how tall it was. Would it be definitely hard to breach? Hard to breach. I, yeah, hard to <laughs> breach, I would say. <laughs> Sounds like an effective wall. It was. It is and it was. Okay, so the Hoover Dam. A lot of people, when you're talking concrete, I don't know who I'm talking about in this instance. I don't know who's talking about all this concrete. Probably just you. Yeah, I guess so. But they referenced the Hoover Dam because mm-hmm. the Hoover Dam used a lot of concrete Mm. over three million cubic meters actually that's a ton yeah that sounds like a lot yeah that is a ton if that were all one pour if that were just Mm -hmm. one mold three million cubic meters that would have taken 125 years to finally cure whoa but cool they built it as you would in sections Mm. and they included piping that ran through all the concrete Mm-hmm. And they pumped cold water through those pipes ah. to help cool the inside and speed up the curing process. And then when it was finally cured, they filled those pipes in with grout. Wow. Isn't People that so are cool? so smart. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really, really cool. So the Hoover Dam, 3 million cubic meters. Get this. Hmm. There's a dam in China called the Three Gorges Dam. Mm-hmm. It has 16 million cubic meters of concrete. Wow. It was poured over the course of 17 years. Wow. From, I think they started in 1994. That's amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. That's enough concrete to build over 16,000 miles of roads. Wow. Can you believe that? You, I mean, you look up a picture of this thing and it is, it's menacing. It doesn't oh, look really? like it's on earth. Oh, yeah. wow. It's crazy. Oh, we'll have to get a photo. Definitely. That's it's wild. That's cool. And then the final fact. Mm, final fact. <laughs> per square meter, Japan uses over 30 times the concrete than the U.S. Why? 
Wow. They well, just built so meter. much wow. and so high. Yeah, and if you think Isn't about it, Japan is so small compared to the United States. Yeah. We ha- and if you're comparing it just per square meter, like think of all the space in the United States, especially like in the middle, that's just wide open spaces, if you will. It's true. You're right, but still, that's crazy. Japan's yeah. about the size of California, so that's California using more concrete than the entire rest of the United yeah, States. Yeah, that is pretty they're, Yeah, crazy. they're one of, in terms of countries' usage, they're one of the harshest offenders of mm. really using a lot of concrete. Wow. I know, isn't it crazy? Concrete is one of those things that, I mean, I was going to say who knew. I'm sure a lot of environmentalists knew, but yeah. um, I, as a layperson, would not think that it was a really bad pollution offender. But Same with me. There you go. I know, it's pretty nuts. There's a a lot of cool stuff in here, and I tried to make it as, I tried to make it make as much sense as I could. It was tough with the sciencey stuff of the. I think you did a great job. Thank you. Especially in 30 minutes. Come on, you did great. 30 plus. I right, right, right. You cheated a bit. I I milked this one a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that was cool. I mean, it turns out there's a lot more interesting history and um, specific facts about concrete than i ever thought there would be yeah it was really cool this one honestly more than maybe any of the other topics topics we've done so far this one really like sucked me in and that's so cool i had a hard time sticking to the 30 minute restriction awesome yeah it was really cool i love it i hope you learned a lot i honestly did i knew nothing about concrete i know a lot now thank you hey that's my job it was fun (laughs) thanks for listening Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.